don't you do? Welcome, welcome, welcome! Welcome back to the show! You know what I fucking hate? I love my white folks. And this week in outrage. You can say dumb shit. I wish I had done prep for this segment, by the way. Okay, I, uh, I'll, I'll bump your fist up. <laughs> so you gotta do the white voice. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That Now you really wanna see the low of the low? Yeah, go play, go play. I fucking do is go play. I fucking hate that shit. I, I just don't Here's give a fuck. I give it no weight. Trollest thing I know. And welcome back to Shark Week. Here on the Aussie Network. <laughs> Them damn Aussies, man. I'm glad we're here with Ian. It's a great Aussie name. Hey, mate. How you doing? Great. Man? It's good to be back with you. Hey, man. Serves up. Yeah. I hear you're a great white hunter. And you know, don't tell my wife. Oh, that you almost <laughs> were eaten by a shark. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah she's a terrified of the ocean. All right. So... Here's my here's my topic for the week so far. Notorious AOC turns heads, um, specifically Republicans. Was a was a bartender. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't yeah. know. So well, I mean, a year ago, literally a year ago. I mean, I, I guess I had heard that somewhere. Like I, I, but then now she had defended it by saying, yes, you know, there's no shame in bartending, or there's no shame in working a service job. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I was like, there's a little shame. I mean, I, I, and I, I can think of several instances where, as a bartender, I was like, "Well, this is. I'm watching something. I'm kind of ashamed that I'm just a part of this situation. Like, like things have gotten out of control, <laughs> and um, I'm I watching people do shameful things." I need you to elaborate <laughs> on that. Okay, so here's the situation. Like, for those of you who don't kind of understand catering catering kind of has we have a limited supply of stuff right it's not like a bar where you just have go to the basement and have a bunch of restocked supplies. everything you kind of have what you have right so once you're out you're out so studio museum in harlem this is 100 and 25th 25th yep and then this big outdoor space yep in the back and it is just packed you know they were expecting 700 people 1200 people or maybe you know whatever there's Everybody, they mama and they cousin showed up. So, I'm on the bar with this other guy, and we are out of every single thing. We've we don't we don't have cups. We don't have beverage. We have not, we, the bar is empty. It was like imagine it, just an empty bar, and two dudes standing there. Sad souls. <laughs> <laughs> two sad souls just sitting behind okay. an empty table. And was there a linen? Yeah, there was, was a, a there was a linen. Was it box? There was a box linen. Wow. But my dude, my dude had put on his sunglasses. Bartender? My fellow bartender. Put on his glasses. Well, he's a tall black dude with dreads. I was working for Spoonbread, which is pretty much a, uh, one of Harlem's caterers. Okay. Pretty much all all black. And uh, and he had on, he had dreads, and he was just standing there looking like, like a bouncer, almost, you know. And so I was just kind of looking around. And so finally, you know, one of whoever is in, you know, sort of charge of the party, or the house or whatever, comes up and they have a case of Alizé. Ooh. Warm, a warm case of Alizé. Even better, baby, right for the soul. <laughs> so they, right to the blood. So we put it on the, we just put it on the table and open it up, but we have no cups. I mean, we have no way of serving any of this Alizé. And then so people see it, cause it's like, oh, finally the bar has some fucking booze, let's go get it, you know? So everybody's coming over. And uh, we're like, we don't have any cups. And so people are looking around and just like grabbing whatever they can find. 
Dirty cups. Oh, they don't give a fuck. Oh, no. I oh, here's a, a dirty cup. Who drank out of it? I don't give a fuck. Throw, them, throw the ice on the Stop floor. Stop it. I'm gonna, and, and I'm going to hold out the cup to you, and you can pour the alizé in it for me, and I'll, I'll drink it. <laughs> Now that, see, now that is shameful. Alcohol kill that it. That is shameful. No, nope. alcohol kill it. Alcohol will kill all of it. All right. You got germs? It'll kill it. I mean, it just felt like, do you really need this warm alizé that badly? Free. Free alizé. I mean, it's free. It's free. Yeah, it's free. it's free. Of course it's free. People love free. Yeah, that's true. They don't give a fuck what it is. It could be free anything. Free snacks. Free little uh, post-its. Free toothpicks. Free. People love free shit. Shit. So yeah. free LSA. Oh, here's my dirty cup. Sign me, sign me. <laughs> so you got to see the bottom of the barrel is what you're telling me at this event. I was saying you see not only have I seen it at this event, but I've seen it. A lot of them. I've seen it. You know what I used to say, and and one of the biggest things is once you've worked one event, you've worked them all. Every event is the same, yet every event is different. It's almost like that. Quote, like where every sort of happy event is sort of happy and, and it's in, in a similar way. Yeah. But every miserable event is miserable in a different way. You know? And I'm it, like, no, that's not true. No, actually. no. I've been to miserable events and had the best time ever. The, the common denominator <laughs> is usually, um, let's see, bad, bad planning. Um, it always comes down to bad, bad logistics, bad planning. Uh, bad planning. And, and, then, and then just sort of miserable people on some... On um, some some one of the pillars of, of like either the either your boss is miserable, your coworkers, or the client, the customer, one of those people or all of them are miserable. Equation. Yeah. 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 Are just yeah. And so it doesn't even matter where you are. Or you know, you can be in the most beautiful spot, but if the people around you are I worked uh miserable. I did a I did a party, it was at a museum, is this art gallery um, exhibit that was really dope. Some beautiful, beautiful art. And I had a team of guys. This is when I was running a group. Team of guys. Team of guys. You know, right. here's, well, here's well, my crew. Me, hey. Here's my crew. Here's what we do. So we had this. We he had this event. Vinny. And and one, the the host was cheap. So he only bought cheap wine, and he only bought a limited supply. He and I'll tell you right now, I will not buy glasses from IKEA. Listen to me now. I will not buy glasses from any type of store that sells cheap glasses because people will buy them, use them for an event, and then return them after said event instead of renting glasses. This is why I say there is some shame. There's there's some shame. <laughs> I can write a fucking book about party planning 101. This is why I'm like, I mean, it's not a dis, you know, certainly not dishonorable. I mean, you're not. I mean, you could be dishonorable. It's not. It's not dishonorable. Like you for could you. make it dishonorable. It's, it's honest uh, work. You're working. You're busting your ass. You're making money, and you're learning so much more than just like here's a drink, here's this. Here. No, you're learning social skills. You're learning how to engage. You're learning how to stand up for yourself. You're how learning to poison for, people's food. You learn how to definitely poison people's food. No, no, no. Disclaimer. How to spit in a cheeseburger. Oh God, I've no, I've never seen it, nor have I ever done. No, it. no, but I mean that's the the. But we all hear the horror stories. The fear. The fear is always, yeah, if you return a plate, what happens? Well, it's like you, it's very similar to what you're saying with the cups, the glasses. But wait for it. So, so here's the best part. So I'm working this event and uh, it's, a, it's a shit show. You, I walked in knowing it would be a shit show. And also, mind you, it was a double. I worked that morning at one event. Double, double shit. Oh, man. I worked uh, that morning at one right. event and it was just like, whatever, just blew it out. Had to do what you had to do to get through, got through. 
ended up at the second event, and the second event was more so on me. Uh, brought in a couple guys, I was the one in charge of the team, and uh, you had to give them the breakdown logistics. So at some point, I had to jump on the bar because just things need to, I needed to help out. Jump on the bar. We are completely swamped. The wine is shit. He means get. He actually got behind it. He doesn't mean he jumped on it. It's, it's, sometimes I mean, you, gotta, you Sometimes you got to be Magic you, Mike. You can go Coyote Ugly. You know, shit. sometimes you got to. Sometimes like... you got to. I do more Magic Mike at Star Trek. So, so <laughs> anybody got singles? Some of them shafts. <laughs> Throwback joke for those of you who listen to the show. So I'm behind the bar, and when I kid you that it was shit wine, people were taking a sip of it, and again, free wine. You could walk off the street in New York into this place and start drinking if you wanted to. And on top of that, no security, so you already know what happens with that. Underage drinking. Mm. I'm over here, a bartender, pouring drinks. People will drink a little bit. They taste the wine. They go, I don't, uh, this is shit. And they put it down, and they don't want any. Because it, it just wasn't, it wasn't good wine. Let's just be honest. That's... It was shit wine. And um, I see these kids kind of come in. I see it, these young young adults. Was it Chardonnay? And my friend probably was fucking Chardonnay, not how you say it. I think it was. The shittiest Chardonnay you could possibly have, yes. What, what kills me is that I see these young adults come in, and usually I can spot someone underage within a heartbeat. I already know what it is you do that gives off underage. Should I give the listeners a... Uh, is it the fake ID from Montana? <laughs> <laughs> I still have mine. No, no, it's not the fake Maine, ID. Maine, I, I see that one a lot. Oh, man. Um, I'm like, there's no way all 15 of you are from Maine. It's My favorite is the engagement with the underage drinker. It's either one or two things. Over the top. Hey, my friend, how are you? Da, 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 da. Oh, I, yeah, I just want to get a drink, man. Oh, over the top. Or it's completely under, underwhelming, just no eye contact. Yeah. Let me just see if I can get something and, yeah. and just walk away. Complete polar opposites always give away someone's age. And what's so interesting to me is that I watched this one person, young individual, grab up a cup and put his mouth on it. It was wine glasses everywhere on the bar because people would try it, put it down, and they'd walk away. They were just like, I'm over it. So imagine. 50 people doing that, so you have 50 glasses of wine on the bar that are half full or whatever they're at or whatever the case is. Because once people see where one glass of dirty, one dirty glass is placed, everybody just feels monkey see, monkey do. They put their glass there. So you'll have nothing, glasses stacked on top of glasses because there's nowhere else to put it. So this young individual grabs it and starts drinking it, and I look him dead in the face, and I just go, you know that person could have had herpes. Enjoy your glass. Welcome to the world of herpes. And that person put it back down and had the most horrified look on their face. Yeah, that's nice. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a mere whisper. Is that a welcome? Is that a cold sore I see? <laughs> or is it a herpes? Big Pharma is lobbying against weed. Okay, yeah. Let's just say it. Last 20 years, they put 3.9 billion, remember, in DC, in the pockets of, into campaigns, everything, advertisement, all that. 
What's happened in the last 20 years? With I mean, they, lost, they lost that battle then. I mean, pff, there's no <laughs> way to stop it. Threw that money down the toilet. You know what I mean? They might as well just throw in that $3 billion in the air. Gave it back to the... Uh, to the yeah, at what point did they, GDP? Pro- did they internally probably shift their dialogue from thinking, okay, let's, you know, try to rein this in as much as we can and see if we can crush it or whatever to like, oh shit, this is coming. We've got to... You know, I, we've got to get on top of this. I just saw a news story yesterday or today about um, they've they've managed to produce THC synthetically now in the lab without cannabis. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, to me, that's that's where the pharmaceutical companies wow. would, would take it. It's like, oh, you know what? Let's just make it in a lab. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get some of this market. Yeah. Right? If you're a pharmaceutical company and you see a big rise in the use of medical marijuana or legalized marijuana, wouldn't you want to get in that somehow? It's, I mean, get a piece of that. And so you, you would think that people would want to be a piece of that, but that's not the case. That's definitely not the case. Well, it's um, reached a. It, I think the. I mean, the medical marijuana stuff has reached a tipping point, and it has a long time ago. Yeah. Um, the legalized marijuana. I mean, that's a different question, maybe, but. Um, it's well. It's just interesting to me because you remember the war on drugs. Do I? <laughs> Ducking and dodging, huh? The origin of that statement. The yeah. war on drugs. Yeah. Are we? We're, I mean, are people still using that? No, because they said mission failure. Who did? But who? This did, started who declared in it a failure. It's been declared in 2016 that it was a failure. I, th- I believe even the Clintons went on the record saying that they that they should never backed it. Yeah. You know, it's. I was mean, there like a was there like a moment where you remember when Bush declared victory? In, no, you in remember Af- when in Afghanistan? You remember I think when it Trump, was, and he flew in. You to, remember when Trump declared victory just a couple of weeks ago? We've defeated ISIS. <laughs> fucking idiot, man! Just ISIS. fucking idiot. We defeated ISIS. No, so the term was popularized in the media shortly after a press conference given June eighteenth, nineteen seventy-one, by dun, 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 President Nixon. Well, okay, let, yeah, that's a whole. First of all, we can talk about the drug war. That's a whole episode. Dude. We should yeah. we should load up and 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 talk about that one. And we um, can, but that's. I mean, that's my point is that a lot of people went to jail for weed, and when you look at big pharma putting money into all this, you think about then also the connection of privatized prisons and how it's all loosely connected. Loosely connected, sure. I mean, follow um, the money, you know. You don't think these people don't have dinner together and they're not talking to each other? It's very lonely at the top. Well, again, you know, if you're working for one of these pharmaceutical companies, you're doing what's in the best interest typically of that company. You don't necessarily thinking about something like the high cost of... Uh, pharmaceuticals just to Americans in general, you're probably looking more at your profits. Yeah. And going, well, okay, um, we're making money. I mean, if you're looking at it from a top-down shareholder approach, like, we're making money, things are good. Business is booming. Business is booming, right? Um, so that's why I'm saying it's up to... That's why this this congressional hearing was interesting to me. Also because there was a sense of partisanship, actually, in the hearing. Like, Republicans, Democrats to a larger degree, but Republicans as well, were coming at the pharmaceutical industry. Why are prices so high? What are you guys doing about it? Here's what I... Here's, you know, my take on it. And they were all offering their various 
you could splice some of this stuff in some hilarious takes yeah on the pharmaceutical industry and they and the farms they all were sitting there kind of like oh like they browbeaten like yeah we know it's high just uh well yeah it's high what do you remember Scurly? you know pharma boy pharma boy drug went from 13 dollars to 750 oh that's right and then they looked at him. Well, he I mean, he bought the in. drug. He bought the patent for it or whatever, and then he spiked it up. And that, that unraveled that whole guy's life eventually, right? Because then, well, Shrekky, 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 whatever, scumbag, schmuck, schmuck, schmuck. Uh, the young dude, uh, you know, the young man. He he played it very, very loose, very wild. Uh, very got, loose to say very loose. He came, he came in, bought that patent, bought that drug, and then why he spiked it up was because he actually owed money to another company that he actually was investing with, and that flopped. So he had to find the money somewhere. Do you think he had like a Wall Street moment where he was standing up there, smoking, for Wall smoke, Street? smoking a cigar? Greed is good. That was the moment when he bought the Wu-Tang album for $2 million and said, no one's ever going to hear this. Greed is good, my friends. Greed is good. Greed. Greed. It all comes to greed. Right? People get greedy. Sometimes they get a little greedy. Right? Oh, I'm just going to get a little bit more. Let's just fudge it. Just a little bit. Sometimes they get a lot greedy. Right? But it's all greed. So just, uh... And when money's involved, people uh, make some dumb decisions. Yeah, that is true. Do you know the um, the origin story of Superman? Scientists going before the leadership of their world and saying, hey, uh, I've kind of done the math. This place is fucked. It feels very much like the world we're living in now, where uh, scientists are are saying, listen, um, I've done the math here, and uh, we're kind of dooming this place. We've got to course correct, or or we're not going to have a habitable Earth anymore, right? And so I'm wondering if, like, that's why Elon Musk is building his rocket ship. Like his real, he send his, kid? his real purpose <laughs> is to launch. Well, see, Elon wait Musk. Minute. Wait, wait, time out. Time Elon out. Musk though is a lot cooler than Jarrell because Jarrell just built this one little ship, like for his kid. Wait for it though. Uh, didn't Elon Musk supposedly send out his car into the universe? Yeah, he's in his car to Mars or something, right? What's saying to you he doesn't have anything in the trunk of that car that was of his DNA to get out there that could outlive us? Dude, if you're sending your baby out to Mars, you're not going to send it in the trunk of some old car. Was it he sent out to Mars or he sent it out just into the universe? Oh, maybe he sent it to the universe. I thought he just shipped it out into the world, into the universe. Just, there it goes. To the galaxy. Cool. I didn't think it was going to Mars. I mean, crash course? No. No, I just, but at least, like, Elon is building ships that, like, other people besides his son could get on. Do you think Jarrell was seriously sitting there and going, fuck this planet, fuck these people, like, I'm gonna give the best to the galaxy, my son? I mean, feel selfish, right? Like, my DNA's getting out there, not yeah, yours? Yeah, not yours! I, what's what do you That's think? That's why I'm like, do you think Elon Musk could really you have built, built a bigger ship? I mean, maybe get a few of them. What, what did his wife say? 
you know? Like, oh, honey, I can't wait. We're gonna escape this planet. He's like, mm, no, actually, I'm just gonna need the baby. Uh, just hand it over. Just hand it over. It's better. We don't. It's better not to talk about it. Just hand it over. Give me the kid. <laughs> it's you know I the, the it makes me think about this planet. You know, would, do you really want to save everybody here? If we're if we're talking about flat earthers, if we're talking about you know anti-vaccine, you know all these deniers of shit. The deniers. You know, do you really want them to get out there in the universe? Like I'm kind of, like Battlestar Galactica. You know, we have you're stuck with a number of these people on a ship, and they're out there in the universe, and then it, they're just starting the same bullshit out there in the universe. Oh, you mean just you'd rather just like Horizon Zero Dawn this shit? Like fuck it, man. You know what? Do you know Send that story? Out, like, No, what is that story? Um, it's a video game, but the premise of it is that essentially AI-driven. Um, oh fuck! Here we go with the kill, AI. Kill, kill, kill robots that work for the that are. Uh, being designed and built for the defense department get out of control oh i wonder where our fear of fucking ai going wrong matrix this no and and in this one fucking robocop this is a particularly brilliant take on it because once they realize that the cat's out of the bag and that these these um defense robots i think they, they called them peacemakers oh even better you know um, once they realize that the cat's out of the bag and that they can't control these robots, um, the the sort of the hero of the story um, says, "Well, the only way out of this is to reboot the Earth, but we can't do that until they've killed everything. So we're all going to have to die. But we're going to create another artificial intelligence system that is going to." Eventually shut down all these killer robots with a program and then terraform the earth again and rebirth life Into a next world, right? That's the premise of Horizon Zero Dawn only things don't go according to plan Couldn't see that coming Yeah, just in our last show we were talking about robot tanks now you're talking about peacemakers Yeah, I think that uh, that's insane to me. So I mean, we may have passed the point where we're we're meeting sci-fi right now. um, The fears of sci-fi is the conversations we're having. That this is specifically what you're saying to me. If we're talking about Superman's storyline, his humble beginnings of his father shipping his ass off. Somebody brought that up. I forget who. uh, I think uh, maybe uh, Carlin, Dan Carlin, said that that he was talking about um, how it feels like we're in the origin story of Superman right now. Where we, you've got sort of Jarrell going to warn the yeah. leadership about the impending doom of the planet. Ours is Bill Nye. You know? And ours is like, yeah, we've got all of them, right? Every single scientist is like, uh, mm. But they found that one denier. They found that one denier who's going to say, these numbers are off. Here's my numbers. It's, uh, you know, like I was just saying. like Funded by the fossil Some core. <laughs> of these classic, classic skeptical arguments, like... Well, the climate's changed before, and you know, there's there's no um, there's no consensus. But they can tell this from the carbon dated yeah, fossils I mean, I, of this planet. I, I, I mean, you for can me, see. all all of the denying uh, can be easily obliterated with the arguments from the the scientists. So I mean, to, but not by the public because they don't. That's not the information they go for. Well, it's you know, it's the the. And then it's my constituent. The propaganda yours. has been pumped out there. Yes. Yes. That this, ah, no, science, it's, you know, mixed bag of, and I was like, no, it's not. It's not a mixed bag of scientists. Have you seen the movie Elysium? 
where it's about the rich leaving the planet that's now a shithole. Literally looks like a, a third world planet for the most part. Wait, is that the one with the little robot? Yeah, that's Wally. Wally. That's Wally. Disney. That's Wally. Yeah, with the yeah. little robots cleaning, Pretty much cleaning up same, just the junk world. It's this actually same premise, minus yeah. uh, who's the star of the show. So in Elysium, you have this individual who's trying to get off the planet and get the health he needs because all the health and everything you need is on Elysium, which is in orbiting Earth. Okay. And so you can see the rich, but you can't touch them. You can't touch them. You can't go up there. And they have the best life. You know, it's Fry Fest every day. Minus Fry Fest. <laughs> so you have as all it, the... It was as if Fry Fest had really been a thing. <laughs> On paper, right. yes. Or in, actually, in, in media. Yeah. It films good. Fry Fest filmed well. Especially on the back end for all of us who sat back and out to enjoy the real story. But it's, it's this beautiful <laughs> escape that it's supposed to be and it is. Who stars in this? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. So with Wally, it's the robot that's sent to the planet to clean up the planet because all of the people who were still on it have of course died or who couldn't get off. They don't talk about it's that. It's become a toxic. It's too world, toxic to live. And we've just launched ourselves into space. There, I mean, yeah. There's there's some ship yeah. where everybody is a blob now cuz cuz technology, a little gravity. Yeah. Well, technology also. You're in yeah. little chairs. You're in little blob chairs. You're not moving anymore. Yeah. You know? So it's, which I love, uh, Odyssey, um, Space Odyssey, 2001, uh, where you know they show the guy working out in space. You know, putting in the work to, to try to keep the muscle atrophying. That's the word I want to do. Oh, muscle atrophy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they talk about that. In I think Matrix. the dangers of, I mean, certainly the dangers of traveling. Like, if you were going to travel to Mars as a human being, I mean, muscle atrophy is just. I would not even list that as the number one danger. I think solar radiation, right? Ooh, didn't think about that. Right. The main the main part is that once you get away from sort of the nest uh, of, of, of Earth... Never leave the nest. And you're out in space, all this radiation is just pummeling you. Right. So by the time you get to Mars, you're a piece of Swiss cheese. Maybe you... <coughs> Which we don't yeah. even we don't even understand. Our uh, ozone layer protects us from all this radiation. Yes, from this extreme. And we're like, hey, let me just scratch this one uh, little area and keep scratching at it, and keep scratching at it. And oh, it's fading. It's paper thin. Let's just keep scratching at it. We don't even realize what Pandora box we're opening up. Well, that was one that we were able to actually deal with unexpectedly. I thought that I, I thought when we first heard about the hole in the ozone, mm. that was gonna be it, right? Oh, it's just, that's it. We got a hole in the ozone. It's only going to get worse. What do we do to solve this? Well, they actually solved it. Well, I mean, I don't. I, we may still have a hole in the ozone, but they went to the companies, the the factories that made the chemicals that, when released, were causing what they thought was the hole in the ozone. They went to the source, and they got them to stop making those chemicals, from my understanding, and and that has worked relatively speaking. I don't know the latest on uh, the hole in the ozone, but I do remember reading that story thinking, oh my God, we actually, we won one. How is that even possible? If everyone's dead, no one's going to buy your shit. And that's how that's possible. I mean, that's the, that's the end of the debate right there. Trollest thing. I know.